Hello, and welcome to Stuff We Say Flashback Episode 3. I'm Jamie, and in the episode you're about to hear, a few years back, I got to sit down with a friend of mine who's just an, a really talented composer, Layla Wilson. She actually not only did the soundtrack for Freedom Planet and the upcoming Freedom Planet 2, but also did the theme tune for this very podcast. She's incredible, so stay tuned for this upcoming episode that's, I guess, going to start in just a few seconds, where she talks about not only working on the Freedom Planet games, but just about being a video game composer in general. Welcome back to another episode of the Stuff We Say podcast. Join me today is Miss Layla Wilson. The one, the only. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, actually, I was, that's why that big smile, because I was like, <laughs> oh my god, he actually said it right. Everybody else is like, Leela, because it's spelled like Sheila, but, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I've, gotten, I've gotten some experience with that, because uh, I, my niece's name is Leela, and when I first found out my sister was naming her that, I was like, okay, how do I pronounce this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's short for Leilani, if that helps. It does. Oh, cool. So I guess today's big focus is on uh, composing composing music within the game industries, particularly in regards to indie projects. Uh, and, and you yourself, you had quite a bit of experience with that. How, how did you get started as a composer? You, uh, you've done game, uh, I think most notably for the Freedom Planet games, which are phenomenal, I should say. Phenomenal oh, soundtracks. Thank you, thank you. So, how I got started for game composing was, I had been, um, I'd been just screwing around with MIDI for years and years and years, because um, I, I never had any formal education. I just kind of liked to make music, and um, so I would make MIDIs. And I remember this was kind of a two-pronged thing because I hung out uh, in the Sonic hacking forums a lot because I really love playing Sonic Hacks and Sonic uh, Mods, still to this day. Um, and I remember one of the first things I did, they had a Sonic Mega Mix, and I really, really, really wanted to do music for it, but I wasn't a very good musician. Um, not in terms of actually, like, you know, polished pieces I could compose, but they didn't sound very good. Uh, so I had to uh, work really hard on that, but I actually got a few songs into Sonic Mega Mix, the, the CD uh, version, and then around that time, uh, there's this fella named Diem Majura who was making a fan game, and he had worked on video games before, and he's a musician. So I'm like, not quite sure why he wanted me to do the music, but I was really flattered that he wanted me to because I really liked his stuff. So I started working on the soundtrack for that. And long story short, on that is I got it almost done, and he ended up going, "Hey, you know, this isn't quite the right feeling for the game." So, um, I was like, you know, that's cool. Um, you'll probably like be able to come up with something better yourself. Cause he, he just said he was burned out. Um, so about a year goes by and I'm just messing around with MIDI and playing video games. And out of the blue, I get contacted by, uh, this, this small game studio that brings games over from Japan called rock and Android. And they're like, Hey, we hired DM Ashura to score, this trilogy of games we're bringing in and he can only do two of them right now. And he recommended you for the third. And I was me (laughs) like, what? Okay. Um, 
I thought it was very, uh, very nice of him to recommend me because I didn't expect that, especially after the music I made for him didn't work for his game. I'm like, he must think I really suck. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, he recommended me for that, and um, that game was that was my first time ever scoring something where I was working for like people in the industry, and I had like a music director and all that. And it was kind of like being thrown into the deep end without the little uh, arm floaties. Oh no! <laughs> it was spooky. That one, that one went pretty well. But they hired me again for uh, Bunny Must Die, uh, Chelsea and the Seven Devils. And I was like, okay, this time I'm confident I can do this. And um, turns out I had two weeks to finish it. Oh no! Did did you do and it? Then, I did. <laughs> it's. Uh, not my best work. <laughs> um, it's some of the songs came out pretty well, and I remember the original Japanese composer actually used some of them when he ported the game to PSP. But some of them came out really kind of iffy. Oh <laughs> so no! I'm, I'm very lucky that I ever got work again after that. But like right after that, um, Strife, the creator of Freedom Planet, was a speedrunner on Bunny Must Die and liked the music. And he also liked Sonic Mega Mix. And so that's kind of where that, all these things kind of came together. And then he was like, hey, so I'm working on this game. Um, I took one look at it and I went, nah, I'll pass. And he's like, please. And I was like, okay. And like, I felt embarrassed that I always <laughs> passed on it ever since. Because it turned out to be such a fun game and just, He's, he's a really fun guy to work with. He's a fun guy in general. So it. Um... It's funny that you mentioned that. I remember when Freedom Planet came out, there was a meme about it where it's like, it's the best modern Sonic game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that game just out of nowhere, really, because when he first showed it to me, it was just after he changed it from being a fan game where it was like um, he's like okay I want to I want to make a thing out of this now instead of it being a Sonic game and I was like that's weird who would do that <laughs> but like it makes sense you know you've already gone to the work of making a game you know okay might as well make it something original yeah that's one thing that kind of blows my mind about a lot of fan games is they're too good to be fan games, and I'm like, okay, at this point, it's like, um, there's Sonic before the sequel and Sonic after the sequel, mm -hmm. which are these fantastic fan games, original soundtracks, big, huge, sprawling levels, very fun, um, probably some of the best fan games ever, and it's just, I'm like, man, you could be, you could be doing so much with all this talent you have here. I, I think he did go on to do other stuff, but it's, yeah, that always kind of blows my mind when people don't that bridge for sure and before you know before we get back on what we're talking about the one thing that reminds me of is do you remember pokemon uranium and how that got shut down i had actually heard a little bit about it um i haven't been much into pokemon and i kind of regret that now because like it seems like it's bigger now than it ever was for sure. uh, so this this was a full-on fan game and, and nintendo pulled the plug or I think literally, like, the week it came out, Nintendo pulled the plug, and it's not a perfect game, like, you know, I won't go on that, but, like, there's so much work that clearly went into it. It makes you wonder, you know, well, you have the engine here, why not remove any reference to Pokemon, and just, all the Pokemon are completely original, so it's like, okay, just don't call them Pokemon, released on the App Store, you know? Yeah. Then, um... um 
Have me do the music for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but but what was it like um, working on Freedom Planet? That was interesting because um, that was – I had done arrangements before. Um, Bunny Must Die and uh, He Took Out a Hapa both had soundtracks, but they weren't quite what the publisher wanted for the uh, Steam release. And they were like, hey, can you – can you arrange these? And I was doing that when I first got hired on the Freedom Planet because Strife is also a composer. So he would send me midis and I would arrange them and I'd add to them. And um, kind of as the project went on, it shifted a little bit more from him sending me more complete songs to him sending me bits of songs and me really getting to compose. And then... Uh, Late in development, I was just straight up composing a lot of the songs. Of course, they, they weren't made chronologically, so you can't play through the game and go, oh, this is when she took over. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's always a little bit, like, if I composed a full song, I'd send it to him and be like, hey, can you put a melody in here so we're still, you know, it still has a collaboration. Because our styles are pretty similar in a lot of ways, but he's got more of a hard rock and hard hitting kind of Mega Man X style to him. Mm -hmm. And I come from a JRPG background, so I'm... You know, that that's where I'm at musically. So it was difficult to kind of adapt to what he wanted because he really wanted, uh, you know, that, that hard-hitting sound. And for me, I'm like, well, it's, you know, the early stages of the game, they should probably sound a little bit happier and, and bouncier and then get more dark. But he's like, no, we're going hard from the beginning <laughs> to the end. And I was like, okay, let's strap in and let's do this. And that, um, neither of us had made something of this scale before and when the kickstarter went through you know there was a lot of stress because we were kids you know i mean uh, well kids you know right. we were like we were like 20 24 25 so not really kids but we'd never worked on something like that before and all of a sudden here's you know twenty five thousand dollars in our laps of people desperately wanting to play this game and i, th I think the pressure affected us because um you know, it wasn't perfect. We came out making, I think, the best game we could have made, given those circumstances, and I, I still think it holds up, but there were a few times in there where I would go, hey, this stage, I'm watching the footage you sent me, I'm looking at the art, I know the storyline, and I think it needs to sound like this, and he'd go, that is absolutely wrong, you're way off base, and we'd end up you know, going back and forth for weeks. Uh, Sky Battalion was, was definitely like that. Um, but, you know, for every one of those, there were, like, there was Jade Creek, which uh, he's like, I don't know what to do with this song. And I'm like, I know, and it actually worked. And that was pretty cool. And a lot of the stuff, when we collab and it comes out right, like, whew, it's, uh, it's pretty decent. So there were hard times, but... I don't remember them as much these days. I do remember Sky Battalion because he and I worked on that for a month and a half, and there's about four or five songs that nobody's ever heard that we were trying for that level, and it just, uh, you know... What wasn't <laughs> that, there, I guess. No, it really no. wasn't. And, like, we'd try something, and it just... We'd put it in the game, and he'd have it in there, and he'd be testing the level, and about a week later he'd go, it's, it's just, it doesn't work. And so I was back to the, the drawing board. So it was interesting because uh, after the Kickstarter, that's also when we brought the VAs on. 
And uh, so we had this huge group chat, and there were all these ideas firing around. Everybody was really excited, and I had never been in an environment like that before. It usually just it was very dry. You get an email, they say, here, do this, and you do that, and then they go, it's good or it's bad. But here it's like all these ideas and all these people who are really excited about the game. Um, it was stressful. <laughs> I think that would stressful. be the, 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 the number one word for it, but... Uh, Ultimately, it was actually kind of fun. Uh, so, out of curiosity, like, and I know this might be a bit out of, you know, where you work on a project, but what was it like, you know, trying to balance the music itself with kind of like the tone that, uh, from the voice actors? That was interesting because the voice actors to me, um, I'm old, so I played Perfect Dark a lot and the voice acting in that he had said hey i want you to sound like that era um kind of the late 90s saturn or or you know perfect dark where they had the programmers actually doing the voices oh my and, yeah <laughs> yeah that's actually a really funny story it's all programmers and like one of the uh people who did the music programming is actually joanna dark <laughs> it's just like oh no she's the main character she has to carry this i'm like Huh, that's interesting. But um, with with the voice actors and the mood they set, I didn't get to hear a lot of their work until a lot of the soundtrack was done. So I kind of, I knew, I read the script and I went, oh, oh, this is kind of dark. Like, I was not <laughs> expecting that. And so there were points wherein I had made, like, especially some of the themes around Brevin. Yeah. Uh, those were, were nice and dark already. And so that was fine for, like, when Lilac's getting, uh, spoilers, when Lilac's getting tortured. Um, yeah, I was like, um, th those blood-curling <laughs> screams. Yeah, oh my god. Like, and they've definitely, they've even ramped up their acting for the second game, because I think he didn't, it's kind of like, um, he wanted them to sound a little like that era, um, kind of an aside there, uh, the same thing happened on Twin Peaks, uh, when that show came around the guy in charge of it was like, hey, I want some of you guys to act like this is just a soap opera, and it's just, like, the most, you know, just, like, you're not very good at acting, and that was, like, part of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, that I think he's lifted that restriction on the second game, because the clips I've heard are like, wow. Uh, he's, folks are really, uh, I think, because th there were some gripes in the first game about, you know, the music's low quality, the voice acting's low quality, and I, I think that's going to be less of a problem for people this time around. That, people were saying that about the music? Really? I Like, I remember, uh, I, th I thought people adored the soundtrack there. It depends, especially on the song. Um, there were a couple songs, like, and, and I think it's because people uh, didn't like the level. The one that sticks out to me is Final Dreadnought 2, that kind of weird dubstep song I did. Uh, that one, people are just like, what were you thinking? <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just like, well, Strife and I talked about it, and we wanted to do, like, a Wiley's Castle thing. And a lot of times when you get to the second area of Wiley's Castle, it's this dark, like, brooding music, and I was totally into it because that's kind of where I come from is, is, like, moody stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I got this. And we put it out there, and everybody's like, I hate this level, I hate this song. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so... What would you say is your favorite? So moving on from that, what do you think is was your favorite piece that that made into the game? Oh, oh, 
That is a tough one. I would probably say Fortune Knight 2. That was the first... Uh, Fortune Knight was the first one where he's like, hey, you can compose the whole song. And then he added a little melody in, and I was really proud of that, because that's a song I wrote when I was, like, 14. So No kidding. Yeah, like, a lot of the stuff <laughs> you'll hear in... Um, there's a couple of them in Freedom Planet 2 as well, um, but most of them are on my albums. It's stuff I wrote when I was, like, a kid, but now I actually have the talent to, like, make it sound like an actual song. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that one, I was so happy to actually hear something I wrote back then actually be in a game. And I'm like, man, like, 14-year-old me would have been, like, so happy about this. Um, close second, very close second would be uh, Panko Lagoon. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great one. Thank you. So, I guess... Between Freedom Planet and, of course, Freedom Planet 2, which is coming out at some... Someday. <laughs> someday. It's still in development. Mm-hmm. Though there is... is it, it's uh, There's an alpha available, though, isn't there? There is. And, yes. Um, it was really funny. The alpha soundtrack... Or the, the soundtrack in the alpha, we have... Uh, Falk is, is mastering all the music. And he just missed the deadline for the alpha... And I'm hoping that Strife adds it in because he had mastered the the levels and the level complete and all that, and it sounds really, really good. So, um, yeah, that is available. I just tangents. That's what I do. I do tangents. It's all good. So, between Freedom Planet and Freedom Planet Two, what what were you doing? Oh gosh, uh, recently, like in the last two years, I've done. Um, there's a game coming out called Leilani's Island, which is based uh, kind of around... It's kind of got like a Wario Land type thing going on, a little oh, bit sweet. of Super Mario. Um, he's got it on Steam. I think there's a demo on Steam, but don't quote me on that. And um, that one is going to be really fun, kind of physics-based. Kind of, he, He's developing it by himself, too, doing all the art and stuff. Uh, it's got, wow. like, the overworld map and everything, and that one's been really fun. The other big one I'm thinking about uh, recently is Miasma Caves, and that one is kind of a, a PS1-styled... Um, it's a dungeon crawler without fights, because she, the girl that you play as, she's a cave explorer, and there's a cave under her village filled with all sorts of dark, mysterious secrets, and she's going down into them, and you have to basically solve puzzles to... Uh, to get deeper into the caves and whatnot and, and try not to um, get killed in the cave in or something. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, I can I can send you links to both of those. That one, uh, I just got finished doing the trailer song for that one, actually. Excellent. And there were a couple other little things. There's um, mostly stuff that I haven't heard if it's actually coming out. Uh, recently, I've gotten a couple where it's just like, hey, I want to make this, and I'm like, here's the music, and then I haven't really heard anything, so I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about those yet. But um, I did also score a couple animations for some college students, which was... Nice. It was very tough, because, you know, that was, like, their final, and I'm, like, suffering right along with them. <laughs> so that... I was not ready for the for the ulcers that gave me... It's like, oh, I, I finished school. I, I should, I, I hope to have left this behind. Yeah, I, I got out of high school and I'm like, never again. Never again. 
poor animation students. Yeah, they've they got a rough way to go when like that's that's your final is like make a cartoon and I'm like, man. <laughs> so I guess then we get to Freedom Planet Two and tell us what you can about it. <laughs> yeah, I oh I'll tell you what. What do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess every since since I guess we are focusing on the music part of things. Uh, I guess when did that start, and like how is has the vibe shifted music wise, and uh, how much of that would you say is complete? Okay, so this one's kind of a funny story. After the first Freedom Planet, I thought I was out because um, it just kind of seemed that way. It seemed like you know Strife would probably find a better musician for the second game. And I, I was okay with that. I understood it because I'm not the best musician. I'm decent at composing, but my mixing is not very good. And it shows in FP1. There's a few tracks I listen to where I'm like, ooh, it's not so great. And um, so basically what I did was I went, well, I don't know if he's going to want me on. So I just started composing. And... Uh, he had shown me some of the docs for FP2, so I knew what the stages were. And I just composed a song for, like, every single stage. And then I sent it to him and went, Here, I really want to work on this game, can I? And he's like, Did you think you weren't working on it? And I'm like, Well, I don't know, you know. I just, mm -hmm. I, I thought I might be out, so I sent you that. And he's like, Oh, no, you were going to work on this from day one. So that's that, that one that's on SoundCloud. There's this huge alpha soundtrack that's, like... 30 songs or something. Holy that's crap. all just me trying to keep my job and not realizing I already had it. Um, so that's how it started. And I knew from the beginning I wanted to go for a different vibe this time because to me, the, the CD era of games, uh, you had a lot of funk, you know, a lot, of, a lot of J-funk especially, and a lot of house music and stuff like that. I'm like, I wanted to kind of go for that vibe in this game, because the first game almost... The soundtrack to me in the first game kind of sounded like a 16-bit soundtrack, which isn't a bad thing. It's just kind of different ideals, because when the CD music came around, people started making, oh, this is what's popular right now. Whereas in 16-bit music, it was more focused on this is what video game music sounds like. So I kind of wanted to hit the midpoint between that for two. Uh, and, and he's kind of given me a little bit more room to play with that in the second game, wherein... The first game, he had a very specific feel. And the second game, he's kind of let me do the, more of that pop and funk and kind of, you know, jazz and, and stuff like that. So I've, uh, that was how I started, and then I kind of, I leaned hard into that when he gave me the ability. So the early levels, you're going to hear a lot more of the jazz and the funk and the pop, but the later levels are going to go back to that intense, you know, kind of angry sound that FP1 had. And I'm hoping that transitions well. So that's that's what I'm going for, where it's like at the beginning you see all these bright colors in this happy world, and it's like, okay, this is what I'm fighting to protect. For sure. So, hopeful, you know. And, wow. And how, would so you said that the one that's on SoundCloud currently is an alpha soundtrack? Yeah. Now, there are some some pretty finished tracks on there, but there's a couple of them... I would have to look up and, and see what they are, so I won't do that right now. But there's a couple that, like, are definitely not in the game. And what I told Strife this time around, since last time we had a lot of difficulty with um, Sky Battalion, was I said, okay, if you like a song, 
just put it in whatever stage you want it to be in. Like, I'm not going to be like, it has to be this stage. If you don't like it, don't use it. So there's probably going to be probably another 70-track soundtrack like the first game. I'm expecting a few more because the cutscenes are a lot more detailed in this game. For sure. Uh, you know, so there's going to be a lot more, like, RPG-style cutscene music. There's an overworld map. You have an inventory. You know, this is a much bigger game. So um, I basically just told him, just go ham. I'm just going to make music, and you put it where you want. Use it like Tetris blocks if it fits. Put it in. If not, just toss it. So hopefully that uh, that goes a lot better. For sure. And then uh, what else do you have planned uh, just, you know, alongside FP2 and just for the future? Well, um, with FP2, that's going to be a long-term project, because I remember looping back to what you asked earlier, and I kind of dodged it. You said, how much is done? I would say about, on my end, probably 70 to 80% of it's done, maybe a little higher, because a lot of it we still have to send to Falk, and he masters it. And so, on his end, he's he's working through it. He's up to about 15 or 20%. He's got so much work. The dude is like a real professional, the kind of thing that I might be someday if I keep uh, keep at it. So, um, yeah, yeah, probably about 70 or 80%, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. There's a ton of half-finished songs just kind of sitting on my hard drive while, while I wait because uh, Strife needs to get further in development. I, I need to stop bombarding him with, hey, can you use this? Can you use that? You know, so... Um, but in... Going into the future, I've I've got a lot of stuff on the burner. Um, I'm working on a book, and I've been working on that for like a decade. <laughs> so oh my. I should I'm I'm getting it professionally edited now, and I wrote a soundtrack for that. And so that's kind of a lot of my energy's gone into that between projects. That's kind of how I keep sharp and don't like fall into a rut. Is I keep working on that. So that's kind of my my main big plan, and then hopefully. Hopefully, when FP2 releases, I'll have enough money that I can get back into stock car racing again, because I've been out since 2011, and I miss it. <laughs> I'm no kidding, stock car racing. Yeah, I raced in NASCAR for a little while. It's the, the very lowest rung of the NASCAR ladder, like where you first start out. And I did that for three years, and I've been wanting to do that ever since I was like a toddler, and I realized there were people in the cars who were watching. I'm like, that needs to be me. Yeah, so I got to do it for three years. Uh, we're not exactly well-to-do, so it, it ran us dry, and we had to sell the car. But I won one race, and that's, like, that's the pinnacle. That's, like, the top of my life. That and Freedom Planet are, like, right up here. And then every <laughs> it's all been downhill from there. <laughs> oh man. But hopefully there'll be an upswing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, because... Uh, it just, that's my happy place. It's, like, my zen place. I kind of get the same feeling from composing that I get from putting my life at risk i guess <laughs> and it's a thrill you know oh absolutely yeah it's uh it's scary but it's so exhilarating and it's very calming in a weird way because your adrenaline is going but when you're in the car and you got your helmet on it is so it's just you and the engine and about the only way to interrupt that is when somebody bumps you and you get really angry at them. <laughs> but other than that, it's like it's like you're in this very peaceful place. It's like meditation, except for scary. Like meditation while you're in a volcano or meditation <laughs> in a tornado. <laughs> so I describe it to most folks. It's, it's, it's a weird technology. It's weird, like I guess dichotomy there, you know. And it's like, yeah. wow, this is horrifying but relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's exactly what it is, because I'm just like, you know, if a tire goes right now and I go into the wall at 110, that's really going to hurt. And you think about that every time you enter a corner, but you just, you still go as hard as you can anyway, because fifth place is better than sixth. So, I guess moving on from there, uh, I guess this is kind of, let's talk, I guess, the more businessy part of things, not oh, the, the literal fun part. The fun part. The part that you know, because you know, I'm a freelancer in editing, and you're a freelancer as a musician. And I feel like we can relate on a lot yeah. of the the struggles say, of you know freelancing. <laughs> so, first things first. What what what's your main advice to other freelancers? Stay hungry. Um, don't give up because it's real easy to do. You'll get one of those months where nobody calls, nobody emails, nobody seems to want you. And it's real easy at that point to just be like, hey, you know what? Uh, I had a good run. I'm going to go work at Arby's. Uh, you don't have to do that, but make sure that you have a foundation wherein you can still afford to live your life and do freelance at the same time because there are going to be times like that. Um, get your name out there no matter what you're freelancing in, just keep doing it. If somebody has a questionable Sonic fan game they're making, just, you know, do your thing for it if you're a sprite maker or whatever, because someone will see that. So I guess that's the best advice I can give. Just if something comes up, just take it. T take every chance you get. Even even if you're like, I don't know if this is really going to go anywhere, you'll get experience if nothing else. Um, also, make sure you get paid. Please don't accept Starbucks gift cards as payment. They're not payment. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and I we, we were talking about this as well because you, you talked about a particular client where it's like, I know with myself, with you, and with a lot of our freelancers, we have an issue of selling ourselves short, you know, where... Mm -hmm. Like, what, what was that anecdote you told me about that one player was like, why are you charging so little? Oh, yeah, yeah. I I was like, well, here's, uh, you know, here's my rates. And the, the liaison was like, uh-uh, no. He's like, just pretend you didn't say that and send me your real rates. And I was like, okay. And I, I upped them to what I thought was an astronomical number. And he went, yeah, that's about the number that we expected. And it's it's easy to do that. Whether you're a video editor, a musician, uh, sprite maker, 3D modeler, any number of things in any industry, it's really easy when you come in, like I came in without a formal education, um, and I think a lot of freelancers do, you come in and you're like, well, what do I have to offer? The only way I can get this job is if I undersell. And it's like you said, it's real easy to do. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I know that a lot, and it's... I, it's a shame because I see so many, you know, video editors and, you know, graphic artists and whatnot who it's like, okay, well, I'm a beginner. I'm going to start on Fiverr. Oh. And it's yeah. like, no. <laughs> don't do not do that to yourself. I, I understand, like, that's a good place to get Find work. work. But, right. Get and... work. If you want something done cheap, but, you know... Don't be the person to do it that cheap, you know? Yeah, I mean, the first time that you make good money off a project and you get that you get that money in your PayPal or you get a check if you're old school or whatever, it's a good feeling. And then you won't want to go back to Fiverr after that. So you just 
Ooh, I didn't know people were trying it on five right. I don't think I could cross that bridge. No. Well, and like, what's the old saying as well? It's like, you can get things done good, you can get them done fast, or you can get them done cheap. Pick two. Yeah, yeah exactly. Pick two. So, uh, I guess, what are the best types of clients to work with? Don't, don't name names or anything, just client type. My favorite clients are the ones that come to me and go, I like your work, can you work for me? My least favorite types are the ones who go, hey, you make music, right? <laughs> <laughs> you kind of get where I'm coming from? Like, yeah. They're like, so, um, they're like, you make music, right? I'm like, yeah. They're like, okay, here's this operatic piece. I'm like, how do you expect me to replicate that? Like, I, I make, like crappy music like not i don't make opera music you know i, I do video game music that sounds yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like i'm like if, if you want me to do like you know music in the style of a game in most cases like if they're like hey castlevania style music i'm like okay i can do this but then if they're like you know uh dragon quest music i'm like that's legitimate classical music with like very complex structure you're asking the wrong person <laughs> i can do it but you might not like how it comes out and the, oh gosh no that that sounds like a pain i say as someone who has 10 years of music theory under his belt <laughs> that nice. that is you can teach me a thing or two. <laughs> oh no it's or who had you know i, I didn't go that route in life ultimately after high school but it's like that stuff's a pain because it's like okay you gotta no because you can if you really want to follow all the rules you can only have notes move a certain way you know among certain voices and it's like oh boy yeah and i'm like oh just what i wanted more freaking guidelines like i music is supposed to be in my free time where i'm just doing whatever the heck i want you know and uh turns out that's not the case but you know that was my feeling and um my favorite types of clients also are the ones who go, hey, we like JRPG music, and we want JRPG music. I'm like, okay, I, c I can do that. They're like, hey, can you sound like uh, Yasunori Mitsuda? And I went, yes, he is my god, so <laughs> I, I can do that. Um, but when people are like, hey, I want music that, you know, especially the louder, faster stuff, I get hired for that a lot because of FP. And I'm like, I don't do that. I don't like to do it. I'm not very good at it. Uh, despite what, despite Freedom Planet 1, I'm not very good at, at a loud, fast, and angry music. So when somebody specifically hires me for that, then that's a problem. Hello, Chloe. My dog has come to visit. Hey, <laughs> baby. Oh, I'm doing a podcast right now, sweetie. <laughs> She's like, do you have any food to give me? I'm like, no. No. So... Oh my gosh, dogs are the best. They are. I, I guess going on to the opposite end of the spectrum, how do you deal, you know, advice for difficult clients. You know, everyone will count, you know, the one where it's like, hey, when are you going to pay me? Or, or you know, oh, or I have, I had, uh, you know, I've had a few where it's like, hey, do this one thing. Mm, oh no, I can't, can you send me another draft doing it how you did before? No, do it this way. No, no, change it back. Oh, God, I've been there. The only way i found to do it is just to tread water and hope for the best and do everything you can, like, meditate, go out, buy lunch, you know, get out of the house, because, like, this it's going to hurt when you get one of those clients. Uh, I can definitely suggest never working for them again, but when you're on that job and you're stuck there, 
if quitting isn't an option, which in most cases it's not, um, you've just got to tread water, keep your head above it, and um, you can't get snippy because if you get snippy, people are going to remember that, especially if you're a freelancer. People are going to go, oh, don't hire him, don't hire her, don't hire you know, anybody who would act like that. It's hard to do. It is really hard to keep yourself in check when you're getting, oh, well, how about you do it the way you did it before, but like this? Or how about you make it again, but I want the whole thing to be green, even though green would clash with the rest of the palette or whatever else. Mm -hmm. You can't tell them this is going to clash. You can do it in green and show them that it's not going to look good. And, you know, the same thing applies across the board, music, video editing, anything like that. Um, the best advice I can give is to stay humble, um, work as hard as you can. Don't don't throw out a victim card. Uh, that's another mistake that, that a lot of people make early on. Um, just kind of be easy on yourself there because, like I said, it's going to hurt. And it's like if you're about to be in a car crash and you can see it up ahead and you know you're going to hit it and you tense up, just kind of do that because it's it's going to be a rough ride. But I promise once you get out of the woods, you never have to work for that client again. There is no – unless you've got a contract that says you have to. I should definitely uh, put that in. But if there isn't, you don't have to work for them again and you probably shouldn't because your sanity levels and your stress levels, that is going to be what's important. For sure, and then I guess another, I guess another thing to mention is because as, as you've shown, as I know from experience, the most valuable way, you no know, more than any social media or whatnot, to get out there is definitely word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess you know, I guess advice to other freelancers towards you know building that. I guess what, what's the term they use nowadays? Clout. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. For me, it was a lot of serendipity, but I had been around the the uh, Sonic hacking community for a long time, and you know I've been around there since like ninety nine, two thousand or so, and I never really did anything. <laughs> um, but I was there, and then when I started making music for stuff like uh, Mega Mix and stuff, people knew that music, and that was kind of cool. Um, and then after that, basically, you just got to keep working. And it's it kind of loops back to what I said earlier is, is take every job because whether or not it's a game that five people play, five people still played it, and one of them may be working on something, and that might be a little bigger. You know, basically, just keep your nose to the grindstone, keep working. Um, if you're a musician, Having a SoundCloud has worked out very well for me. You can network with other musicians who can network you with their fans. Um, a, lot of, a lot of musicians also use YouTube. I'm not too big into that. I probably should be. I've been told that I should be. The other thing I'd recommend is having a Twitter. Um, it took me years to do that because I'm old. And I'm like, new technology? Why do I need this? I have the Facebooks and the Googles. <laughs> and, like, Granny Leilani over here. But um, I eventually got it, and, and it does help. Um, it's great for networking, kind of like SoundCloud is. So that's kind of like the pyramid of, of things to have there, except for I think I said more than three things, so it's kind of a lumpy pyramid. 
an elliptical shape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the rhombus. <laughs> the, the, the rhombus of power. The rhombus of power. Oh, man. Man. We need to make a barbarian game now just called the rhombus of power. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I, I, I can see that being fun. I, I would play it. I, I, the fact that somebody knows what a rhombus is. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it a spiritual successor to Geometry Wars. <laughs> rhombus Wars! <laughs> I, I, I would play the hell out of that. And I guess the, the, fin the final thing uh, I'm going to ask before you know we go ahead and wrap up and whatnot is... If someone's on the fence about freelancing, just, you know, especially in regards to becoming a musician, what's your advice to them? Be your own boss first. Uh, that's why I started working on the book, actually, was because I wanted to figure out what it would be like to compose for games. So I started writing. It was a very simple story. I'm like, oh, this will be like a, a mock RPG, basically. Or in my case, it was a mock Metroidvania that spoofed RPGs. But point being... um. I set up goals for myself, and I went, okay, I need to make a song for this area, for this area, for this area, and then I would make the song, is this right, does this work, sometimes I'd come back and remake it, uh, give yourself a, a, a mock project, like, um, in the case of a musician, for instance, try to set those goals and maybe release a small album, uh, if you're a video editor, find something that you want to make videos of and edit it. Even if you don't post it, just do the work, but I would recommend posting it and then saying, hey, I edited this and filmed it and everything else. Um, if you're, YouTube is your friend. It is, absolutely. <laughs> that is still the number one place. Uh, if you are a sprite maker, uh, then you know start posting up your sprites. Use DeviantArt or Twitter or whatever you have to... Gosh, DeviantArt. <laughs> use Twitter! Use Twitter! <laughs> Um, no, no, would not recommend DeviantArt? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, well, I don't, like, some professional people still do use it, so I guess go where your heart desires, but maybe cross-post <laughs> to Twitter. Uh, you know, if if you're an artist, same same thing applies. You know, you got to post your stuff everywhere you can and give yourself goals like that. If people see you working on projects, even if it's your own project like I was talking about, that is what's going to get people to go, well, this person, you know, they have the, the talent to uh, complete something. They don't just leave something unfinished. And that'll build you a little bit of clout in and of itself. I like that. Clout. <laughs> clout. Like, I've heard that word thrown, thrown around. I was like, okay, but is this the right context to even use this? It's like... I haven't heard that word since I was little. I, I, it's making a comeback. It's weird. It's like weird I, I like slang that. from when I was, from like when we were younger, you know? Yeah. Can we get Rhombus to, to, to somehow be in the, <laughs> in the discourse? A rhombus? It's like, it's like, you know, don't be a square, be a rhombus. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh man, that's going to be like mm. my new like slogan for, for my company that doesn't exist. <laughs> No, new slang for the 2020s. There we go. Yeah, we are we are leading the edge here on stuff we say. We are here on the stuff we say podcast episode three. The panel that was up on the channel does not technically count, but uh, 
Layla Wilson, everyone, composer extraordinaire, where can everyone find you? Uh, Twitter, SoundCloud, not YouTube. <laughs> no. Uh, Twitter I, handle? Uh, at LRWuffle should be. Let, let's double check that. Remember, I'm old, so um, <laughs> this technology frightens and confuses me. Uh, yes, at LRWuffle. Uh, and then SoundCloud. Let's go check that here. Should be, uh, yeah, I use Layla Wilson Wuffle on there, which is like really a, not a great idea because there's a dash between each one, so it's Layla dash Wilson dash Wuffle. Um, those are the two best places to find me. Like anywhere else you look for me, it's probably a dead account or somebody else using the name Wuffle, of which there are several I found, so yeah. Well, with that, uh, thank y'all for all listening to, or I guess watching, this is going up on YouTube as well, the Stuff We Say podcast, so remember to subscribe or download or whatever you do on your platform of choice, and if you'd like to see more of me personally, uh, subscribe to Stuff We Play on YouTube. Do it. Do it. It's a good channel. Thank you. <laughs> actually, really, thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, I, I like that. I actually found your channel through Serendipity, and I'm like, I like this guy, I like, I like your style, I like everything you do, so yes, subscribe to his channel, please. You will appreciate it. Well, th thank you very much. And Not a problem. And with that, thank you all very much for listening. Stay classy, and hopefully I'll see you next time.